how to create the experience of a lifetime. Sponsors of major sports events enter partnerships to increase visibility and brand awareness. They organize hospitality programs around major sports events for their senior management and other stakeholders to give them the experience of a lifetime. How do you surprise a sponsor guest? And how can you still book rooms in hotels when a city is fully booked during sports events? How can you embed sustainability in your event program? And how do you deal with unforeseen circumstances? ATPI's sports event specialists are here today and they will answer those questions. We are on air. Welcome, Kevin. Welcome, John. Great to have you at the table again. Great to be here. Can you give us a brief introduction, uh, Kevin? Um, I understand you came all the way from uh, Montreal, Canada. I did. Uh, with your introduction, I'm already winded. It seems complicated, which you just said. Uh, but anyways, uh, we'll get into that a, a, in a couple of minutes to to get all over the details and uh, to let our listeners uh, know how we take uh, guest experiences to the next level. Um, I had the commercial efforts for Canada and, and as well on a global front for all sports business. Um, and obviously, uh, I'm in contact with John uh, almost every week uh, to, to get his feedback on how they're doing uh, their events uh, to help us uh, sometimes with uh, issues and and things we need to sort out on our end and and likewise for them and then we bring all of that knowledge on a global front to all of the other offices around the world um, in in our in our calls and in our best practices as well. So excellent. Yeah. Thank you very much, Kevin. Yeah, uh, John, uh, your relation to sports events goes back a long uh, a long way. To be honest, 17 years now with the ATPI and um, yeah, serving a lot of different uh, clients, uh, going to sports events. Um, well, to be honest, we're very excited. In a couple of weeks, the Champions League final takes place in Istanbul, but also Europa League, Conference League and Women's uh, final. We're serving, we're serving corporate clients who are in the sports sponsoring of UEFA. So special dynamics uh, uh, happening. Um, um, but we can make a difference there, we, we believe. So I'm yep. um, looking forward to the next couple of weeks. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah I can imagine. Yeah, you mentioned uh, UEFA uh, Champions League finals. Um, I understand the semifinals are happening this week as we record this um, this podcast. Uh, is that an exciting time for you? Definitely, definitely. It, it depends which teams will be in the final, um, okay. what kind of guests are coming from which different mm -hmm. countries. Um, it's... This is the 16th time I'm involved in the Champions League final. Um, and in, in Istanbul is, is a bit different than uh, certain European cities. Okay. Um, an earthquake uh, hit the country uh, some time ago. Uh, elections are going on. As we record this, um, uh, this podcast, the, the runoff will be on the 28th of, of May, which is quite close to the 10th of June when the final takes place. Exactly. So a lot of things are going on, um, and for us it's the time to to connect all those little uh, dots because we did already uh, um, book the hotel rooms, we did already um, uh, we do already have a contract with the lo logistical supplier, things like this, local sure. stuff. Um, but it's still exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can imagine. Yeah, of course. Yeah, as you say, those um, uh, uh, hotel accommodations and, and transfers, they, that's all been arranged by now. Um, 
Can you take us along the route that it takes to, to do that? When, when do you start preparing for this? Yeah, to be honest, we have already secured the accommodation for um, Munich in uh, two and a half years. Wow. So what we do is uh, usually three to four years before, it's, uh, before the final takes place, it's announced yeah. which city will host the final. Yeah. Um, and we know on that day or maybe a couple of hours before the press release goes out what will be the city uh, as our partners are sponsors of UEFA. Sure. So they're a little bit ahead of things sometimes. Um, so what we do is we secure the rooms um, usually via the chains. So we talk to, to Hilton, to Marriott. Mm -hmm. um, and as we book so in, in volume as a company, ATPI, but also for 17 years on Champions League finals, um, they know uh, what we want. And maybe, maybe a, well, not a funny example, but a, a strange example is that last year, the Champions League finals supposed to take place in St. Petersburg yeah. and was moved about three months before it's supposed to happen, to Paris. Right. But we, as partners of UEFA and agencies working for partners, were thinking, where does this Champions League final go? Um, and it's a crucial moment. So we already secured 800 rooms in Madrid, 700 rooms in London, right. just to be on top of it for our, uh, sure. for our clients. Yeah. And in the end, it went to Paris. Um, we did it. Uh, and we all have to do it for those different partners. But... It's a it's a particular ball game. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and um, so that's that that's a preparation of more than two years. Yes, impressive. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And now uh, running up to the event, yeah, uh, the location provides with its own uh, specific um, delicacies, maybe. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's what the team is uh, all. All over at the moment. Yeah, 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 correct. Uh, logistics is a big thing in, right. in Istanbul, uh, where you're situated with your hotels, uh, where's the airport, where's the stadium, um, yeah. how, how are you going to manage this? Yeah. So yes, and, and to be honest, those last two weeks, you just want to be there because sure. that's where it happens. Uh, you need to be there anyway. We The team will go there about 10 days before the final takes place. So you have your office there and you get settled and you get to know a little bit of, of the city and it's... False. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, yeah, you're always looking forward to it. The adrenaline level rises a little bit and that also helps. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And uh, Kevin, turning to you, because uh, this was a lot about uh, Champions League. Obviously, you know, it's really close, so very uh, hot topic for, for John. Definitely. Um, but uh, maybe to take this on a, on a bit wider uh, uh, scope, um so having that local knowledge and that as you say that pulse of you know what goes on in that city um how does atpi uh, uh manage that because you know these events they take place in different cities every time yeah um you don't have boots on the ground in every city so how how do you do that Almost. Uh, being president in what we have 136 offices now around the world and right. counting. Okay. Because uh, we're always in acquisition mode uh, in many countries. Mm -hmm. So we're present in more than 76 countries around the world. Uh, it doesn't mean that we have a sports entity or a sports office in that particular uh, country or, or city. Uh, but we do have colleagues who mm -hmm. do travel 
So they can obviously tell us more about, you know, what the pulse is in that city. Yeah. Uh, they obviously have local agreements with local suppliers, whether it be transportation, whether it be hotels, et cetera, restaurants, um, guides, DMCs. So they can refer us to the best in, in their cities yeah. and, you know, make that um, work relationship even better and faster. Yeah. Uh, more efficient uh, in, in that manner. So uh, that's how we're able to to come um, to, you know, uh, to that city uh, already with an advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I may add something sure. to this, because it's not only the local partners and our own colleagues, but also global partners. Okay. We work, for instance, in a, with a logistical company uh, on Formula One, mm -hmm. um, and those partners travel with the Formula One circus around the world, right. and they know exactly. It's really fascinating. I think it's quite fascinating. <laughs> um, I don't know if the listeners agree, but I don't know. Well, anyway, um, they know exactly the, the the height of the viaducts, which which bus can go via this route or via right. that route. And if you if you explain that to a client that we won't take a 50-seater coach, but we will go with 36-seater coach. And this, and this is the reason, mm -hmm. because we can drop you off even closer to your stand or, or we can be faster or we can avoid traffic. That's what a client uh, expects from us. And, and, and um, yeah, I think it's they value. may yeah. expect yeah. It's value, us. right? It's, it's yeah, exactly. expertise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a level of detail that, that within ATPI you would go... Uh, you go into it's expect expected yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and you can make right. the difference. Yeah, and 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 does that help in making that difference to really surprise those those guests that are then taken to uh, to this event that yeah uh, uh, yeah are are there to experience to have a lifetime experience? Um, is it those details that that make all the difference? Yeah, definitely, and and I'm sure J John is going to add to this um, with with the types of programs they're planning right now. Mm -hmm. But if you take uh, ATPI has been working closely around Olympics uh, for the last thirty years now, um, and I would say delivering a hospitality program for the Olympics is probably within the most complex programs you can work on plan and, and deliver again it's uh, four years down the road you know you start planning um uh, but you know there there are so many people at the same time for the olympics and so many countries you think about summer olympics there's at least 206 countries present there with everything that that entails so there has to be controls uh by the organizing committee obviously and so you need to be aware of every little detail from the organizing committee, from the IOC, from your local Olympic committee as well, and so on for and so so forth. So um, it's it's just getting the information to you and mm -hmm. getting your network around the world so that you can have access to that information. And I think that's what ATPI does very well. Um, we're in tune and, and we, we have that information to yeah. be able to plan for the client. So you know how clients sometimes, uh, you know, the satisfied clients, you don't necessarily hear much about, but you hear the disgruntled clients like loud and clear. It's the same thing in a program or in, in that type of, of situation for events is, you know, the surprises that you do for the clients, mm -hmm. you'll hear about it. Yeah. But, you know, if a, a program, if you don't hear anything about the program, I think 
you need to shake on it and and just say that the program was a huge success uh, because you know if if there is something that went wrong but you were able to pick up the ball um, you know after the first bounce and and recuperate from that and the clients didn't notice anything then I think that's a success yeah. for sure. So you you were talking about the the Olympics, uh, uh, Kevin. Can you real briefly um, sketch what a, a guest program or a guest experience could look like door to door yeah door to door is uh-huh. uh, is actually what we do um you know it starts with uh, personalized invitations uh to the stakeholders or to the clients to the sponsors mm. um then obviously it's if they want transportation from their house to the airport at the airport welcoming them at the airport then getting them on a flight at the destination airport same thing Uh, welcome and then transfers from the airport to their hotel people in the hotel to welcome them special packages in the rooms right. when they come in with a welcome letter um, right. I won't steal John's punch because I think he has something um, um, maybe that we'll talk a- about later on for specificities of programs but it's all about customization for that client yeah um, But like I said, or, or even John touched a bit on it earlier on, it's getting the, the right vehicle sometimes to get to closer to closest to the stadium or the sports venue so that their clients don't have to walk right. half an hour to right. get there yeah. and then get at the stadium maybe 15 minutes later than they should have, meaning one glass of champagne less than <laughs> maybe they would have liked and so on and so forth, right? Yeah. So this gets compounded. Uh, or, you know, your guide on the bus that you hired, uh, not knowing which path exactly to lead the group of 30 to get mm-hmm. to the stadium from the bus to the stadium. Right. Uh, oh, oh, no, you know, we should have gone that way. So you go back five minutes, hang a left. Yeah. And, you know, so all of these little details will weigh heavier Yeah. As the program gets along, right. if it keeps happening, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's why I it's so you. important to get there 10, 5, how many days earlier so that you can work out these little things on sure. your own before the guests get yeah. there. Yeah. John, it's a lot of touch points uh, in that in that um, guest journey. Um, is that a methodology that you use uh, to design these type of uh, uh, these programs? Yes. Yeah. Can you expand a little on that? <clears throat> yes. I can um, maybe an, with another example uh, mm-hmm. uh, on the base of this uh, this answer is that we've been we've been um, organizing guest experiences for many different corporate clients for many different sporting events and again taking the Champions League final as it's the pinnacle of of, of the football season yeah <clears throat> and it's so close to this recording. Um, We've been doing this for a major uh, sponsor, a Dutch uh, beer company, um, for 1,100 guests for 16 years. So you always try to surprise, yeah, uh, which is difficult because if many of these guests have seen the final uh, many times, experienced the program a couple of times, right? So what we did last time is we we mapped where are those guests from and what um, works with us in a certain culture. Mm-hmm. Japanese guests are much different than American guests. Dutch right. guests are much different than Italian guests. So we analyzed the programs, what they choose, what they chose uh, f- on options. They could go play golf outside the city or they could be taken by a guide on a, a city tour. And then we mapped all those different nationalities. And then we offered 
we didn't, it wasn't an optional program. We offered programs tailor-made to their specific needs, we thought. And that worked so well because they were so, well, excited that we chose their program which fitted their needs based on the history we have with them. Okay. Um, yeah, with that kind of uh, things. Huh? Uh, another example is di digitalization. Yeah. Um, we've created an app uh, in-house, um, an event app, with the help of partners, to be honest. And we fill the app with practical information, which everybody wants to know. What was my address of the hotel, or what time are we leaving, or what's my what's the dress code for tonight? But we also filled it with humor. Mm. Um, always we, works. Always works. <laughs> and we are lucky that our partners and our, our clients have the access to certain ambassadors, sports uh, ambassadors. So we recorded um, the voice of one of those ambassadors. Huh. Um, and with that recording, we could um, make a personal note or a personal message to the guest. So, the, so using his voice, um, he, he, you could uh, work with that, that he would say, Dear Jochem, it's match day today. Mm. Great that you're joining our program. Enjoy the match. Set by a famous football player. Right. In your phone. Or, yeah. Uh, pushed to your app. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just amazing. It's great. Yeah, yeah, doesn't, doesn't get better. No. Right? <laughs> no. Yeah. So, so um, and then I can imagine that if you do this for one client, that's a learning that you can then, you know, replicate for others. And by doing this a lot of time, many times, and for a longer period of time, for, for many years, you gain a lot of experience, uh, yeah, on this. And um, uh, and, and also the, the, uh, the development of these um yeah these touch points and and these surprises that's part of the services that um clients will get from atpi yeah i think as a company you have to be mature enough yep. to check your ego at the door and 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 ask for the feedback mm -hmm. ask for improvement points from your clients uh so we uh will always schedule a debrief session after each event uh, just to ask, you know what, how can we improve? Uh, let's be real, uh, share all the information that you have. And then we strive, obviously, to, to make the necessary changes to implement um, what, what we can, um, provided that we have time to do so and resources, obviously, sure. um, to be able to correct or to improve uh, you know, the, the small portions that may yeah. not have uh, gone as smoothly. Yeah. Um, and, and case in point, uh, you know, when, when we started off uh, with the, uh, the Canadian Olympic Committee in Canada, um, although we had years and years of, of perf you know, perfection in, in the Netherlands with uh, the NOCNSF um, and all of their knowledge transfer made to our team, we still didn't uh, really get it right because of, you know, the culture, the, the differences in the culture from, from the Dutch to the Canadians, their expectations, uh, what they had dealt with, with the previous supplier, et cetera, et cetera, mm -hmm. right? So um, we got through, uh, you know, the project in Pyeongchang and then, and then we sat down, formed specific task forces to, to get these issues out of the way. And since then... Every time we improve and, and we change things after each Olympics um, yep. and, and we're in a good place now, I feel 
to be able to deliver Paris in, in 2024. Yeah. So what I understand you're saying is, okay, you what works with in one location or with one client or with one uh, nationality, you can use it for another client or another location, but it doesn't mean that, you know, copy paste just works. It also takes tailoring Definitely. Uh, to local specifics, preferences, needs, and, and expectations. Yeah. Definitely. I, Interesting. I, I think you can, um, you can be more efficient in taking your best practices that you've gone to a certain level uh, in reaching a certain level. Case in point, uh, if I take example, our team working on the Paris Olympics also works for uh, CONCACAF to deliver mm -hmm. their events. And so we're able to take away tools and methodologies, et cetera, to be able to make it easier. But CONCACAF also has their tools and their right. ways of working. So yeah. we're able to combine both yeah. to be in a respectable area where sure. both parties are good yeah. uh, and with each other's tools and, and methodologies so that we can deliver successful mm. and efficient programs yeah amazing yeah great john yeah, and sorry to add again <laughs> um you have to you, what, yep. you have one more comment i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> we also shouldn't forget that the basics need to be in place we can be as creative as we want and we want to challenge our 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 clients and they want to be challenged and a lot of our ideas are not adopted but still we're challenging them they're challenging us but Your basics need to be in, in, in place. And what Ke Kevin is hosting a, a, a global uh, call every month where we have our colleagues from Africa, our colleagues from Dubai, our colleagues from the UK in the call, and we listen to them. Like you said, different cultures need maybe a different approach. Or, exactly. uh, or, or humor doesn't work in this certain specific field. Or So you have to also be careful. And if, if the bus is late and the room key doesn't work... and uh, then you also need to change that. So yeah. you always have to find the, the right balance, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in terms of uh, any trends that you that you see, are you, uh, for example, sustainability is a big topic yeah. in, in the corporate world. Yeah. Do, do you see this replicating in, in, uh, in the events industry, uh, and particularly in this field in, of, of sports events? Yes, definitely. We're very lucky and fortunate to be the global hospitality partner of the Ocean Race, okay. which is uh, taking place at the moment. Yeah, Boats are coming back to Europe in a, in a couple of uh, weeks. And then from Denmark, go to The Hague and then finish up in, uh, in, in Genoa in Italy. Yeah. Um, we learn a lot from them because okay. sustainability is at the core of everything uh, which is going on in the race. Mm -hmm. um, we've got our own program, ATPI Halo. Um, And if you look at that race, all greenhouse emissions will be compensated, plus all the guests contribute to the Race to Zero program. Okay. So it's it's both it works both ways. Yeah. So uh, again, taking those learnings to other clients, um, together with our own tooling, it it becomes, well, to be honest, more important day by day. Yeah. And and when you say they help you, they 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 challenge. You as a as a supplier, yes, as a partner. To be honest, We're, yeah. it's a partnership between the Ocean Race and ATPI. Yeah, but they challenge us. We take our learnings from well, Champions League or whatever sporting event uh, um, uh, we, we work on, and we pitch those ideas. Would this work in the Ocean Race? Would this work at a certain stopover in sure. the Netherlands or Denmark? Or and um, and we adopt some of those ideas. We tailor made them to to the race or to the to the boats or to the yeah. sport. 
Yeah. But, um, well, yes, sustainability is really uh, Interesting. a hot topic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah and, and I think maybe to add to this, like you said, John, is, you know, you see every week there's two, three posts uh, from the ocean race. There's a lot of content being uh, shared by them. I think it's it's their priority, right? It's it's their raison d'être. It's their reason to be. So, um, you know, that's how we're able to to learn from them because every little thing they do is is first thing at the top of their list is, okay, is it sustainable? How about this? And how can we switch it over so that it is sustainable in which way? And, sure. and so that's how we're able to learn from them. Um, and, you know, in our events now as well is, you know, it's easy for us anyways as a travel management company to measure um, you know, your, your miles, uh, and, and your carbon footprint and so on and so forth, ground transportation. But we're actually now working with a company, uh, to be able to involve the hotel side sure. of an event so that it becomes a little bit more complete, not yet, you know, a hundred percent complete. Um, because there's, there's a whole bunch of things that, uh, you know, are they printing, um, you know, guides to, to give out to each attendee? Are they printing badges? Are sure. they, so, you know, some companies or events are not there yet. Yeah. Um, we can obviously bring it up for them to think about it, uh, but they're not yet ready to give uh, bracelets out. And even if you do give bracelet out, it's a bracelet, right? It's yeah. plastic or whatever yeah. the case is or, or, or rubber. Or, yeah. So in, in that sense, uh, and it can always be recycled. So, there's no end to it. I mean, there you always have something to recuperate from, but at least it's thinking about it, um, making the client aware that there is a possibility, mm. uh, there is a plan for it, um, and and that's how we're yeah. trying to incorporate as much as we can in all of our events as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, you know, again, learning from previous experiences and you know, using that knowledge and experience into into the future. Um, at, at the start of this uh, conversation, John mentioned something around Champions League finals in Istanbul and the local uh, situations there with elections and, um, you know, the, the earthquakes you mentioned that, that have obviously happened there. And um, um, so that poses additional care, uh, I understand. Um, so unforeseen circumstances like that. Um, do, do you have any um, previous experiences uh, from any of the events that you've been involved with, uh, Kevin? Um, I, I, I understood you, you've been heavily involved in the Tokyo Olympics, um, which obviously had, uh, uh, you know, were, were affected by COVID. So you must have quite a story around that. Definitely. I was going to say COVID. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all I have to say about Tokyo. But uh, yeah, so I think the magnitude of the project was multiplied by five. Right. So it, it started off as a beautiful project. Everyone wanted to go to Japan uh, for the Olympics. Um, record um, engagement from the market, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, we all know what happened. Um, so at that point, we had to postpone so right. it's reaching out to all the suppliers that you have agreements with to let them know that, hey, you know what, it's going to be postponed. What do we do? Renegotiate contracts. New, debt, uh, new date is set after a while. 
then it's renegotiating to the next date, calling back all of your clients to say that you've renegotiated for them mm. on their behalf, uh, including more clauses at that time now yeah. with uh, cancellation clauses, new clauses. Yeah. Um, and then just sitting back, waiting for a while, still selling out 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 there being being able to accommodate clients who now want to join the party um and then well the fifth thing uh, came along where they canceled all foreign uh participation in the olympics so now at that point it's r again reaching out to all suppliers to get your cancellation um sure. in in uh, process yeah being refunded and then going back and refund all clients whether they are corporate clients with programs or uh, individuals who had purchased packages from uh, from our company. Right. So uh, that was, uh, yeah, five five different projects in one <laughs> over, uh, what, two and a half, three-year period. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you have to roll with it. Uh, at the time, you do what's best uh, for the client always, but also we're in business, right? You, you do good for your company. And uh, then Beijing came along, so we thought, oh, th this is going to be an easy one. Beijing, you know, after what we went through with Tokyo, it's going to be an easy one. But it was even more complicated. Obviously, um, the Chinese closed their borders. Uh, they closed uh, all flights coming in uh, to Beijing. Uh, so, yeah, we had to think of other ways to be able to get, um, you know, the athletes uh, into Beijing and, yeah. out, and out after. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Uh, uh, maybe I can add something to this. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to turn to you, John. <laughs> no, but our industry, if it's an ash cloud or a strike or, 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 or a war going on in, in, on the continent at the moment, uh, the, the Champions League final has been reallocated from St. Petersburg to Paris last, last year. Imagine the impact um, while the Champions League, well, maybe half an hour before kickoff, uh, certain things happened at the final in Paris where people got scared. Um, communicating with your client, I think sometimes we're at our best if things like this happen. Nobody wants these things to happen. But if things like this happen, um, you can make a difference. And, and you can make a difference to your, towards your client, towards your own staff, because safety and security is, is maybe one of the most important things in our business. Um, and, and, and that's where we accelerate also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to, to your example, John, for Tokyo, we had uh, six different scenarios. Uh, so six different calamities, security, preparedness, uh, six scenarios for all of the stakeholders. So we might have had uh, 10 different stakeholder groups. So you can imagine filling in all those boxes. Okay, what happens if this scenario happens? Then we had a solution for each so, um, you know, it's just being prepared. And sure. did at the end, did we use one of those scenarios in the boxes? For sure we did. Yeah. Uh, but was it box one? I don't think so. No. Uh, it was way down the line. Yeah. Uh, but uh, at least it showed that we were prepared and, and that we do think of the eventual uh, sure. cases. Yeah. 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 So, John, maybe as a last question to you, um, what, what, what advice would you then give to sponsor managers and event managers um, uh, to planning their, their events for, uh, for the future years? Yeah, make sure you uh, collaborate um, from a safety and security point of view with specialists. Some of our clients 
hire an external security, safety, ISOS type of company. Some of our clients have their own. Um, but but acting as a team from a from a organizing uh, agency together with the with the safety and security guys or or women who who know what they're talking about. So again, maybe I'm focusing too much on the safety thing because I'm with my head already in Istanbul. <laughs> but still, I think it's a very important part, duty of care on yeah. on all uh, things what we do. Other thing is digital. Um, well, we all know, but um, digital um, works works better. You can inform guests quicker. Mm. Um, it's fun to play around with. Uh, uh, and, yeah. my, and my third part would be uh, make sure your guests do have fun. It, right. it is important that we service them well on the right level, on brand. Yes, um, that's true, but also uh, have a bit of fun because what we do is a, a great thing. Yeah. And Great. there's no small program, so make sure to reach out to us. There's, I mean, we talked about large programs, you know, marquee events like the Olympics and the Champions League, but you know, anything can be can become a nice event for us. Uh, you know, John was nice enough to refer to me last year, one of his good friends and clients at Volvo. Uh, they were coming to see the Canadian Grand Prix. And so he asked us if we could take care of the planning after the fact, after they they went to the race, and and we put a little program uh, up for them, and and they were very satisfied. Uh, left Canada, you know, feeling uh, good about seeing a part of the country, and uh, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of people, yeah. uh, and it wasn't uh, you know a huge program with complex uh, itineraries. But uh, we made it happen, and yeah. um, you know, any program for us is worth um, our time. Excellent. All right. Thank you very much, Kevin. John, thank, thank you very you. much Welcome. for your time. Yeah, good thank to you. see you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Global Events Podcast, how to create the experience of a lifetime. My name is Jochem Heming, and the production was in the hands of the Motion Content Company.